Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jerry Petito Show on Remember Then Radio. I'm going to do a little something different for y'all, okay? And then I'm going to introduce my guests and tell you why. I'm going to play my theme song. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Petito. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. And in time, this too shall pass. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. Jerry Petito taught the class. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. Loves the answer, the greener grass. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. One day at a time, free at last. When you don't know just what to do. Just what to do, just what to do. If what you're feeling is really true. It's really true. Really true. Just keep your ideas safe and sound. Safe and sound, safe and sound. That's exactly how change is found. Change is found, change is found. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. And in time, this too shall pass. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. Jerry Petito taught the class. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. Loves the answer, the greener grass. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. One day at a time, free at last. So guys, I have a really cool guest. She's actually a, f- a friend now. Um, her name is Mindy. And today's show is going to be about her music, about her poetry, about her recovery, which is something her and I have in common, and about our faith in God and how it got us through. Mindy, say hello to everyone. Hey, everybody. How y'all doing? <laughs> Gail and Harold are in the chat room, Min. Hey, hi guys. <laughs> hi Gail, hi Harold. Um, and all our buddies are listening. So Kevin Aww. will be listening. So just so you know. Um, hi Kevin. Yep. So, you know, Min, unfortunately this past year has been really rough for everyone. And, you know, everyone who knows me knows I am the author of I'm Not an Addict, I'm Just an Ass. I'd rather be a smartass than a dumbass because 20 years ago, I mean, I'm sorry, 30 years ago, I was a dumbass. This July, Mindy, for me, will be 30 years of a changed life through recovery. That's awesome. Because awesome. of God, God's grace. So what's your sub- so-called sobriety date? And let's talk a little bit about that and what led you up to that. Well, by the grace of God, I am this week celebrating 33 years of recovery. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm so grateful. It could have gone so many other ways. And, um, yeah, well, you know, growing up in an era of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. <laughs> yep. Um, I remember being a teenager, and I remember seeing, you know, uh, Janis Joplin, who I adored. Me too. And Morrison, who yep. I adored. All these people dropping dead at 27 years old, the 27 Club, as they call it. And I really never thought I was going to see 30. I honestly didn't, you know. And um, and here I am, <laughs> more than double that. So I'm just really super grateful about that. Well, Kevin is in the chat room now. Let's give Kevin a shout out as well. Hey, Kev. <laughs> and I want to say hello to Baba Lou. He's always my front and center seat guy. He's the first one in my chat, and he's my sound guy now. We love you. And Danny P, oh. fellow RTR DJ, he stayed in to hang out. Thank you, Danny. Um, you know what I want to what I want to talk about briefly is our faith in God. I accepted Jesus um, as my Lord and Savior when I was young, but of course I backslid. You know how that goes. And I understand, um, as a Jewish woman, you also accepted Jesus. 
I did. I was living this uh, crazy life, uh, Hollywood Beach, Florida, and singing in bars and, you know, partying all the time. And uh, These two ladies uh, used to come to one of the places I was performing at. It used to be called Hunky Dory's. And they went to this church thing every Monday, and then they'd come to Hunky Dory's for coffee and pie after. And they kept talking to me and talking to me, and they kept inviting me to go to their church, and I was like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> and I was totally convinced that had I gone to church with them, the ceiling would certainly fall on my head. So, um, no, I, I resisted for a very long time. But God bless them both. They wore me down, and I went with them. And I actually, like, enjoyed hearing what I heard. It was refreshing, and um, eventually I, I did accept the Lord, I accepted Jesus uh, in December of 1987. Beautiful. You know, I just want to say this. We're not going to make this a religious show, but I just want to say one last thing about God. You know, everyone, um, people always say to me, well, how do you know God's real? Well, you know what? My faith tells me he is, and I always say this. If I had to go through life just relying on me and thinking I'm it, I would have been dead a long time ago. So I'm okay with believing there's someone out there greater and bigger and better than me who's got my back. I have to believe it. It's been shown to me time and time yes. again. Yes. In fact, uh, I'm considering writing a book about just that. That's beautiful. God, God experiences that have happened in my life that he's shown me how real he is. That's beautiful. Uh, and and just just so many so many examples. I it would take me all day to tell all, tell them all to you today, but I, I won't do that. No, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's beautiful. So, do you want me to play your song now, or would you like to read one of your poems first? It's up to you. I, I would like to read one of my poems. Yes, because uh, this is sort of like how it was, and. Um, I'd like to do like a, a like a little uh, progression of what yeah. it was, what it, what happened, and then what it's like now. Let's do it, girlfriend. Okay. Well, this is called Self Portrait. I wrote this several years ago. A teenage girl just running wild, a lovely little woman child with eyes expressing an old soul, a heart so wounded, half not whole. Just learned to kiss. Just learned to dance just yearning for a passionate glance, attention-seeking all the while, so desperate for an approving smile. She's never feeling good enough, and her exterior is so tough. A goody two-shoes all through school, she wants to fit in and be cool. Just learn to drink, just learn to toke, just learn to fire up some smoke. Just found the music, nice and loud. She's running with an older crowd. By day she's stoned, by night she's high. It's funny how the years fly by. She never finished anything. She plays guitar and learns to sing. From bar to bar, she gets a gig. From a Jack Daniels joke, she'll swig. The men are older and more mature. They help her party on for sure. The merry-go-round is going faster, and now her 20s has just passed her. She goes from Jersey to L.A. and down to Florida to sit. The cocaine's easy to be found. There's always some floating around. The lifestyle's simple, beach and sun. At night, the party's just begun. And then the body can't take the pace. She's sick and falls down on her face. With shaking hands and face so white, she cries out, Lord, bring me to the light. I can't go on another day. 
I want to live another way. I'm scared. I can't go on like this. And on her brow, he plants his kiss. Little by little, she will grow and find a new path on which to go. New friends, new places she will find. More healthy, loving, lasting kind. No more drugs and drinking now. A fellowship will show her how. Relationships will grow and change. Her family will find this strange. They never realized she was sick, but suddenly it all will click. A glorious and wondrous life, away from all the pain and strife. She thanks the Lord for this new dance and celebrates this second chance. And with God's grace, she writes the rhyme and lives and loves him one day at a time. First of all, that's incredible. I mean, that's incredible. I'm a poet. And when I hear other people's poetry, that's good. It blows me away. I love poetry. What you well, just did was told the whole entire story. Well, you saw my face when you read your poetry. Yes. On the Bang Zoom song circle. Let's I give, was smiling, wait, I was shaking you my were. Ke- wait, let's give Kevin a shout out about that, what he does. Tell everyone. Oh, well, I, I was introduced to Kevin. Uh, by a fellow named Paul Quetchen, who I went to college with back in Bergen Community College back in the 70s. And Paul got me involved with Kevin's Song Circle. And I got to tell you, with this year of COVID and, yes. and being stuck in the house and being stuck with my mom, God bless her, but she's got some issues going on. And I was just like, oh, how do I escape from all of this? And then Kevin's Zoom Circle. Yes. <laughs> Oh, it brought such joy into my heart and into my life and all the people I've met, like you, through that heaven and all the people that that hang out on the Zoom circle every Wednesday afternoon and Thursday evening. It just saved me. It saved my life this year. I thank you, Kevin, from Uh, the bottom of my heart. Kevin McGowan, he's an incredible local musician. I've interviewed him a couple times, maybe three times, actually. Kevin, we love you, and thank you, thank you for your Zoom circle. And you're right, man. It has saved lives through this. I also want to shout out a little bit to Bernie Costello, who also has one on Tuesday afternoon. He's he's Paul's, like, brother-in-law, and that's how he got started with the Zoom circles. And then... And then found Kevin's and brought me into all of these. So thank you, Paul, if you're listening. Wow, amazing. Um, do you want to do another poem? I would love to. Let's um, do it. Yeah, well, uh, in 1988, um, I, I started uh, enjoying sobriety down here in South Florida. But then um, my brother, Lon Gary, who uh, was a wonderful entertainer, songwriter, uh, actor, director. He had bought a a tavern in uh, Farmingdale, New Jersey, called Lon's Good Time Tavern. He bought it at the tail end of 87, and I was scheduled to go up there the summer of 88. So having been newly sober, (laughs) I was, uh, you know, I was in there every night because my whole family was there working there. But then, you know, in the daytime, I would be seeking other people for recovery. So uh, it it worked out good. It was a good balance. But um, anyway, uh, with these other people that I was hanging out with, I I saw these uh, slogans. Uh, It was a clubhouse, and I saw these slogans on the wall. And I really didn't know exactly what they meant or how to utilize them just yet, but they were swimming around in my brain. And I went home one day, and I wrote them all down. And... 
I don't know, it's like if you saw The Wizard of Oz where the cyclone is blowing everything around, that's how these slogans were blowing around in my brain, and this is what came out. Okay. I was going nowhere, spinning my wheels, selling my soul to drink and drug deals, living my life without reason or rhyme, and now it's become one day at a time. I had no self-esteem, no interest in mind, no obligation, just have a good time feeling like I had nothing to give until I saw live and let live. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired, hiding in self-indulgent tombs. Just how long was it so I learned easy does it, so I found myself inside these rooms. Now I've met people who stop to smell the flowers, people who have a few 24 hours. Life is opening up new doors. Now I don't need geographical cures. It's wonderful knowing God is always there. I know he hears my serenity prayer. All the work is worth the bother. When times get rough, I recite our Father. These changes are miracles. And isn't it odd? I'd still be a mess, but for the grace of God. You know, I feel the same way, of course, for the grace of God, or I wouldn't be here. And I believe that 1,000%. Um, I want to read a poem I've written, Min. About faith, right. about faith, because it, it'll kind of piggyback what you just did. But just so you know, Kevin saying, Mindy, write that book. And I agree. Gail and Harold love your poetry. So oh. listen, you got to write that book, girlfriend. But I'm going to piggyback off of what you just read. It's a, it's a short poem in my book called Faith. Put your faith in something greater. Do it now. Don't wait till later. Lord, my God, please keep me sane. I need a switch to shut off my brain. When I feel shattered, broken, and torn, when I ache and cry, tired and worn, you lift me up and wipe my tears. You whisper gently to have no fears. For my free will has lost control. To get it back will be my goal. I need to just have faith in you. There's nothing more that I can do. And that's how I feel too, Min. Well, if you could see me, I'm smiling ear to ear. <laughs> you know, that was great that day because, you know, when Kevin did that one where I was in invited and I thank him for that to do my poetry, mm -hmm. um, I was watching you giggling and smiling and I said, we have a connection, girlfriend. Yes, we do. We <laughs> do. And I'm grateful for that. I'm so grateful that you invited me here today. Thank you, Jerry. Oh my gosh, I'm so honored you said yes. So... Um, I want you to pretty much call the floor here. Do you, let me know, Jerry, I want to read another poem, play my song. I want it to go the way you want it to go today. Well, um, I just, I want to tell you a little story. Yes. Uh, back in, in, uh, in the early nineties, I had this group of people that I knew and, um, one of the fellows was engaged to this girl. He was just finishing hairdressing school he was just going to get a, his own chair in a salon and his fiance was an attorney and they were just doing great they were just about to get married and um, he goes to Sunrise Boulevard to a gas station that's in Fort Lauderdale I live near Fort Lauderdale Okay. and he, um, he gets held up by these two young boys on bicycles and he had this fanny pack around his waist and they they demanded it from him, and he wouldn't surrender it to him, and they shot him dead. Oh. And it just, 
it, it just floored me. It just floored me. I mean, this guy just had everything to live for. And he, he was handsome. He was young. Everything to live for. And then gone. Poof. And I was so angry. I was so angry. And I said, you know what? You think you're angry? How angry must these young men be that shot him? How angry must they be that they could do a thing like that? I really like put it in perspective for me. So anyway, I don't know if you ever wrote like this, Jerry. I just put a pen on a paper and it just came flying out. I, like like I was just channeling this. I, yes. I don't think like my brain was even engaged. It just, yes. Like came through me. Yes. So this is this is a rap song now. White girls do rap. And and I oh my gosh, I did one too. White girls can rap. Remember? Uh, I do. That's <laughs> great. All right, do it, I girlfriend. Do. Okay. So I'm gonna clap my hands to keep the beat because it doesn't have a sound. Boys and girls, I'm glad you're here because I have a message that I want to share. There are things going on that just shouldn't be, and I know I have an answer. It's like turning the key. So listen to Mindy, girls and boys, because guns and knives, they're not like toys. They take people's lives. Yeah, people die. And their families and friends could do nothing but cry. It's a horrible thing, and I'm sad to say. But people that we love are getting killed each day. A stray bullet kills an innocent child. There is no respect. Young folks just run wild. You want to go to school, but you're carrying a gun. Your formative years should be nothing but fun. Someone's after your money, so you wind up stabbed as you're walking down the street. Your purse is grabbed. What's happening to the USA? It's a raging violent place, I'm sorry to say. You don't want to work, but you want to be rich. But let me tell you, friend, there's always a hitch. So then you turn to drugs to escape all your fears. But all your life will turn to is pain and tears because you lose your self-respect, what little you had, and then compromise yourself. And that's pretty sad. But you don't know what to do or where to turn. So you have to go to where you can start to learn. There's someone who can help you, and that's the Lord. His armor can protect you from any sword. You say you don't believe it, it's a lot of funk, but just look all around you, there's nothing but punks. But when you start getting into the Lord with his word, that's when you stop being a little nerd, because he'll put you on the right path and guide your heart, and that is when your life can really start. The world can start becoming a kind of place, and you'll be smiling more with love on your face, and then you get your friends to follow with you, and that's the greatest thing that you all can do. The violence has to stop, just to start with you. One person being open, that's the best thing through. Get yourself an education and a good steady job. Don't go ending up a junkie and living like a slob. We must try to be more spiritual. That's the way. Not like animals pouncing on innocent prey. And you'll be rewarded by the Lord one day. Not just live in pain and anger. Man, that's not the way. We just need to be healed by loving one another. Treat your neighbor with kindness like your sister and brother. Father and mother, just love each other. So I love it. And you know I'm going to do mine now, right? I hope you do. And I didn't even plan this, man. So I just pulled it out. Here we go. Okay. And the reason I did this, and you're right. I just put my paper. I was so aggravated because my black um, promoter said to me, white girls can't rap. Well, I called into his show. And he had no clue. And I wrote this in 10 minutes. And they loved it. He was cracking up. Okay. So here we go. 
And I'm not as good as you with the clapping because I'm holding my book and, and the beat. But here we go. I was told not to try it with my stuff. You just a poet ain't good enough. I said, wait a minute. Hold up. Yo, yo. Just because I'm white, something you got to know. White girls can jump and white girls can tap. White girls can freestyle and white girls can rap. I'm here to show you we got it too. Hold on to your seat. I got something to do. My rapper friends, please take a bow. I'm here to show you how I do it now. I love your style. I got your back. This white girl girl is hot she probably half black to all of you out there i just gotta say today is the first day i'm rapping this way times have been trying for all of us here this world is in need of a lot of prayer let's come together and pray as one put color aside because of what christ has done he sees no color he sees no rank he gave his life that wasn't a prank the times are scary and filled with despair i'm here to tell you that our god can hear he hears all your sorrows and troubles my friend he'll never forsake you not now till the end i'm just a messenger to tell the world just give it to god his love has been hurled jesus said it is finished and i'll say it too this white girl can rap she dropped the mic on you (laughs) (laughs) you gotta love it (laughs) oh my gosh we were cracking up it i love it absolutely love Uh, it absolutely great jerry great oh my gosh i want to give a shout out stevie d is in the chat room stevie d is a promoter a record promoter he's got a show after me at one o'clock guys you guys want to hang out Okay, um, Street Corner Entertainment, Stevie D. He's saying that the raps were good. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. Well, if he's a record promoter, maybe he'll promote us. <laughs> Listen, he'll promote you. You're the singer, man. Listen, Stevie D, I got someone here for you. <laughs> um, you know what? Let's play your song now while he's in the chat room so he could hear you sing. Okay. I'm being serious. Stevie D, check her out. Okay, here we go, guys. Someone swoops into your world. You don't know just what you're in for. But you know he's someone fine. And you see your friends adore him. Then his face invades your mind. And you wonder just how many feel the same Then he's gone But you can still recall the thrill Of when your eyes and ears beheld him He's an awesome entertainer and you're free So now he's back And you contemplate a meeting center of attention but you're only in the background so it goes I can love him from afar that way he'll never hurt me if I love him from afar I won't fear that he'll desert me for I know there must be many who could see just what I see they must love him just like me from afar On that night Just before he left When we all had a party And we danced 
I could feel the urge for more, but I resisted when I sang. And he brushed away the tears. I knew I loved him, but I mustn't show my feelings to the crowd that sat around us on that night. Now he's home. For the feelings in my heart where he is concerned And I know many others feel this way I've seen their faces So I keep it to myself and in this song They must love him just like me from afar If I love him from afar I can keep my fantasy If I just love him from afar He would love just only me But I know there must be many Who can see just what I see They must love him just like me from afar I must love him from afar That will have a chance If I just love him from afar I'll create my own romance For I'm sure there must be many Who could see just what I see And they love him just like me Are you kidding me, Mindy, with that voice? <laughs> so, do me a favor. Tell everyone your name on Facebook, because I want CVD and you to connect. What's your name on Facebook? Well, I have two different accounts. One is on my phone, and that one is Mindy Schleifer. S-C-H-L-E-I-F, like Frank, E-R. And then uh, the other one is Mindy McGee Schleifer. That's the one on my computer. And I, I opened two different accounts because my computer was down for a while, and then I, I wanted to be on the phone. But when I do the Facebook Live uh, sessions, I do that one on the phone, which is okay. Mindy Schleifer. So tell us about this song. You wrote it as well. Tell us yes. about this song and what it means to you. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> this song was my Rise from the Ashes song. Uh, I had gone through a very, very troublesome uh, marriage and divorce, and uh, it left me with a, in a wake of a lot of uh, trouble. I won't go into the details, okay. but it took me a long time to resolve it. And it was a nerve-wracking time. It was a terrible year, 2015. My equipment got stolen. My third of 10 years flew away. Uh, we got the divorce. My mother and I were in a car accident. This was like one month after the other, after the other, after the other. 
and I had a lot of stuff to do in court. It was just a mess, and I was miserable for like a year. And then um, there's this fellow who comes from Wales, and uh, he's a dear friend of a dear friend of mine, and he's a wonderful singer, and uh, I went to see my friend perform, and he was on the bill with her, and it was just wonderful. So uh, I was quite impressed with him, and uh, then he came back the following year, and it was his birthday. We had a little birthday party for him, and the very next day he had to go back home. I was feeling a little sentimental, so I wrote this song. Uh, you know, we're not we're not boyfriend and girlfriend or anything like that, but I, I do appreciate him as an artist, and uh, I really admire and respect him as a performer, and... Uh, the song, you know, it's just it just kind of morphed. <laughs> okay. So uh, when I say, you know, I, I won't fear that he'll desert me, he'll never hurt me, that was like regarding the divorce and all that stuff. And then uh, I can love him from afar is this entertainer. I know we'll never be together, but I can love him from afar, you know, kind of thing. That's beautiful. And I, I'm sure that everybody somewhere has somebody that they love from afar. And everyone can relate to your song, to your poems, to what we're talking about today, because there's not a person out there. I don't care who you are that could, everyone has struggled in life. And that's what this show today is about encouraging, right? And, and, you know, lifting people up and making them feel that they're, they're not hopeless. So as long as there's breath in your body and those mustard seed of, of, of hope or faith or both there's always a way to turn it around so I want to read two small poems back to back one is called surrender and the other one is called put down the gun because this year has been tough for everyone guys and I personally know I'm going to just say very recent two people one did commit suicide from depression through this and one attempted it and she's okay now um so it's just heartbreaking for me. So I just want everybody out to, out there to know that there is someone that can talk to you, that can help you. Just reach out, okay? You're not alone. So surrender. It's time to give up this control that I show to surrender my will and just let it go. Because keeping control the way that I've been is out of control and I never win. I lie to myself and say that I'm good. I don't have the power, the power I should. My diet is bad. It's hurting me so. Sugar and caffeine. I must let them go. So God, here it is. I surrender to you. Take charge of my life. I don't have a clue. And that's what I did 30 years ago, man. I had to surrender. Yeah. Yep. Now, for people out there struggling through what's going on, I'm going to read this and I hope this brings some hope. Um, It's called Put Down the Gun. And the gun can be anything, your drug of choice, a real gun, you know, something, pills, whatever it is that that you're thinking about doing to end your life, please don't put it down. I had to have this purple gun just in case my life was done. I kept it safe locked in my room because I was filled with gloom and doom. Yes, there were times that I just knew if I loaded it up what I could do, but I kept on hearing that gentle voice. Put down that gun, you have that choice. Life may seem hard at the end of the day, but that's when you need to really pray. Dear Father, I beg you to t- to show me the truth. How can life be so bad when I'm only a youth? 
Get rid of that gun and go take a shower. Ask someone for help. You do have that power. We all have that power, right, Min? Well, we have that power uh, to, ch to change our thoughts and to change, uh, you know, our, our, you know, Gary, back in the day, I, I used to walk around and my motto was, everything sucks. And, and you know what? It did because I made it that way. There you go. And I didn't know I was doing that. Okay, I was I was blind. I couldn't see. I didn't know I was doing that. So my, so I I really like viewed the world that way. But you know, I don't anymore. Thank God. And uh, I I love life. I, I you know I mean not every second of the day is perfect, but <laughs> I would say ninety percent of the time things are pretty damn good. Especially now that I have my new stove. All right. So there you go. And you know that's what? An inside, it's, it's, that's an inside joke with the people. <laughs> but but it's how it's what we make of it. <laughs> you know, right? It is. It really is. You know, well, it's, you know, I mean, I needed that. I needed an attitude adjustment. That's what I needed. And that's what I got. I love that. All right. So this is what we're going to do. I'm going to read change your choice. Then I'm going to play a song for you called Naturally Stoned by Ronnie Lamar because he was naturally stoned and it's so appropriate for today's show. So here we go. Change your choice. I had a life-changing moment that I knew had to be. The only way to change things was to first start with me. So I looked in the mirror and woke up one day and thought to myself I needed to pray. So I asked God to change me, to help me stay strong, to clean up my mess, to right what's been wrong. I cleaned up my diet. I cleaned up my room. I cleaned up all habits with this old dirty broom. I kept going forward and never looked back. I refused to derail, stayed on the right track. I realized my worth and all that did matter through my selfish behavior, the lives I had shattered. I finally decided at 30 years old to stop abusing my body, my mind, heart, and soul. My life-changing choice that I had once made. Almost 30 years now, guys, my debt has been paid. So you read all my thoughts on how to stay clean. It's all or nothing, my friend. There's no in-between. To live or to die is a choice you must make. Your life is not worthless and you're not a mistake. One day at a time is a slogan you've heard. It works if you work it while applying his word. For you to get healthy, for your mind not to fail, escaping reality will keep you in jail. With addictive behavior, sex, drugs, food, or money, substituting addictions, now isn't that funny? I'm not an addict. This too shall pass. I'm not an addict. I'm just an ass. But at least now I'm a smart ass, man. <laughs> well, you know, uh, one, one thing I want to stress, Sherry, and, and this is like so important for me to learn, you know, addiction and alcoholism are diseases. And we're not bad people trying to get good. We're sick people trying to get well. And it's attainable. It's attainable. So it is, enough. it is 100% attainable. I'm going to, I'm going to piggyback on what you just said, because this is in my book. I, I'm a nutritional health coach and I've been all over the world. I even went to Russia through Lenox Hill Hospital in the 80s when it was communist on health tours. So we were behind the scenes in Australia, in Asia, everywhere. I even studied the brain men. And this is what we're being lied about. It is a dis-ease of the brain cells while using. So that's true. It's a disease, but it's really a dis-ease of the brain cells while using because we're altering them. But 
in one year, if you can change your lifestyle, your food, get rid of all sugar, um, and stop it, make that choice because we were also capable of making that choice. You could reverse that. I could honestly say because I'm complete, and I'm not saying you have to be vegan, but I had to, cause I was very sick and I changed everything about my life. I've never had any thoughts about addiction except helping others recover. And, and God is so good, man. So I, I've, reverse my brain cells to heal even through food everything in my life is vegan organic pretty much you know but I want people to know that there's hope out there and I don't want them to fall for what they're being told that they have this disease forever and they're helpless and they're powerless that part I will never agree with you know we have to make the effort and and the decision to change, and and here we are today, you and I. Well, I think that the powerless part isn't that we're powerless over our lives. I think the powerless part is where it says over alcohol, because once we ingest it, I mean, not everybody. Not everybody, right. Some people don't have this problem. There are a lot of people that don't have this problem, but some people do. Just like not everybody's diabetic, but some people are. It's like the way your body uh, deals with, mentally and physically with the alcohol. Well, it's you know, the same as, it's not the same as everybody else. Yeah, well, you know why, but, but no, I disagree a little bit with that, but I'm going to tell you why. Sugar. Sugar is in everything, especially alcohol. So once you hit your body with that again, you're done. And you're right about that part because the brain thinks sugar today, it's high fructose corn syrup. It's not even real sugar anymore. Men like you had growing up, you know, it's ridiculous. They've, they've tampered everything. And now it's high fructose corn syrup. And the minute you take it, your body thinks you're doing drugs. That's why addicts are so addicted to sugar. It's horrible. But yeah, you get that, you get that phenomenon. Yes, you do. So you know what? Let's talk a little bit before we run out of time. Let's talk a little about your family, whatever else you want to share with everyone. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to. Yes. So I grew up in a showbiz family. My mom and dad uh, met in high school and became, well, my father had already uh, become a a, a pianist and uh, he met my mom. They used to have, my dad and his brothers used to have these musicals in my grandmother's living room and they would play music and and, uh, the family would come over and be the audience. And so my father met my mother in high school, and my mom was always very vivacious, very animated. She loved the movies. She would imitate <laughs> different people in the movies, and she was talented. I mean, she was just born to be a performer. So um, they would invite her over to these musicals, and she would sing, and they would play, and it was, it was fun. And one of the uncles who was in the audience, quote-unquote, <laughs> Pulled my, pulled my father, Hal, over to the side and said, Hal, you see that girl? She's really good. She could be an act. Well, what did they do? They joined forces, and they took the act <laughs> to uh, Lakewood, New Jersey. There, was some, there were 300 hotels there at the time. They took it up to the Catskill Mountains, and uh, little by little, they became professional performers. Wow. And, and they were together for 50 years. My mom went by the name of Jeannie Reynolds, and her husband, Hal Schleifer, at the piano. <gasps> I love that. Yeah. And subsequently, my brother was born, and his name was Lon Gary, and uh, my idol. 
past, I gotta say. And um, he taught me so many songs. He was nine years older than me, and I learned so many songs from him. My grandmother sang, she had a beautiful soprano voice. She would sing the autumn leaves like nobody's business. I mm. mean, if you heard a, a recording of my grandmother singing the autumn leaves, you couldn't help but cry. I think it was just so beautiful. She had a beautiful soprano voice, and, um, and my brother would play the guitar, and he'd come home with folk songs, and, and one day he came home, I think it was like 11, he came home with um, Chris Christopherson's version of Me and Bobby McGee, <laughs> and I just fell in love with that song, and two years later, Janis Joplin came out with her version, well, forget it, I was a nut over that <laughs> I don't think there were enough quarters I could pump into the jukebox to sing that great. song. And that's how I chose the name Mindy McGee because uh, I, I was singing me and Bobby McGee like Janet oh my Joplin, gosh, from, the that's time, great. from the time I was 13 years old. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so uh, I use that stage name. I, I use that love stage it. name Mindy McGee for uh, all my career. Yes. So when you speak of your brother, it's almost like is your brother gone? Yeah, he passed away. Sorry to hear that. Sorry to yeah, hear that. Yeah, back in uh, oh. Oh, six, yeah. Okay, sorry to hear that. But, but uh, we were in a show. He was in a show. Well, he was an actor and a director. And uh, there was this show that started. Uh, they actually did the first performances in Nashville, Tennessee. It was called A Stoop on Orchard Street. <gasps> and it was about the tenements uh, in, in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. But I know of and it. The, you saw A Stoop on Orchard Street? You're, that was your brother doing that? He was the director yeah. of that show. Yeah. Okay. He was the director of that show, and he was the star of the show. He was the one who was the narrator, talking about when he was a little kid, kid growing up on, on the Orchard. stoop. Yeah. Right, right. That was my brother. God rest his soul. What a So they did it. World. They did it for a year in um, in the Lower East Side Theater, the Mesa Theater in the Lower East Side of Manhattan, which was so <laughs> apropos because that's where the show, you know, took place. Uh, in the turn of the uh, 20th century, all the immigrants, uh, the Russian Jewish immigrants that came into the Lower East Side of Manhattan, and that's what the show was about, living in these tenements, and uh, the life that they, you know, had uh, developed being, you know, trying to become Americans and trying to assimilate into the American culture, and then, you know, uh, going to other places, Brooklyn and, and Bronx, right. and... and uh, yeah, Long Island. Yeah, like my dad's family. Yes. Yeah, like my dad's family. Same thing from yeah. Italy. Yes. Right, right, right. Amazing. So anyway, that's what the show was about. So they did it up there for a year, and then it continued up there. But while it continued up there, he brought it down here. And I was in it with him, which was so cool. I played a character called Mrs. Lipschitz. If you saw the show, she's the Yenta. That oh, my gosh. Hangs out the window on the second floor. Oh, <laughs> she's my in everybody's gosh. business. That was my role. That was my mother. But go ahead. <laughs> it was so much fun to be in that show. We did it for uh, down here for five months to uh, full houses. And then the show closed at the end of August of uh, 04. And then they took it on the road. And they went to 12 major U.S. cities and Toronto. And then they took it out to Los Angeles and then uh, San Francisco and back to Los Angeles. And then it closed. That is so cool. You know, I'm going to watch it again, right? I just can't believe it. What a small world. <laughs> Soup on Orchard Street. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was a wonderful experience being in that. And, uh, 
Anyway, growing up in a show business family, we were always in the car singing together, and we had this game that we would play. We would sing a song, and you'd stop on a word, and then somebody had to pick it up from that word, and any song that had that word in it. So as the people in the Zoom room know, <laughs> every time somebody says a word, I burst out in the song with that word. <laughs> That's great. so beautiful so i want to i want to um play naturally stone mindy by ronnie lamar i got to interview this legend and he's an amazing incredible man and this song man is down in history here we go naturally stone place in the sun where i'm happy every day be relaxed with no reason to run to find a better way
Connie Lamar, everyone. I just love that, Mindy. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Because I am awesome. naturally stoned every day of my life anymore. <laughs> that's great. I never heard that song. Yep. So we have a few really, minutes left. Is there anything I'm else? I'm really glad to hear it today. Oh, beautiful. good. Beautiful. Ronnie Lamar, Min. Is there anything that you else you'd like to share with everyone? You have a few more minutes. Well, I, I just want to say, um, for the sake of uh, the world, please wear a mask. And please, uh, you know, keep socially distanced. We'll get, we're going to get through this pandemic. It's going to be over. And, uh, you know, there are all these vari- variations now. We have to be careful. We can't let our guard down. We have to be careful. Too many people have already died from this dreaded virus. I, I just want everybody to be safe and healthy and happy. That's what I, I wish for everybody out there who's listening. Be safe and healthy and happy. And I'm just so incredibly grateful to have had this opportunity today, Jerry. Well, I'm honored that that you're here with me today, Mindy. This was such a beautiful interview, such an inspiring one. Your voice is off the charts. Um, (laughs) I'm not kidding you. I absolutely love your voice. And even, even Kevin, Kevin McGowan, reach out to Stevie D, baby. You guys have to connect. Wait till you hear Kevin's voice, Stevie. Oh, Kevin's beautiful. He just sent me some CDs and, and, Oh. I've been playing them in my in my car, driving to work, and just, oh, beautiful, beautiful. Oh, my goodness. I, I love his voice, and, uh... You know, and I got... I'm a fan, Kevin. You I'm a fan, fan, too, baby. I make no secret about it. Oh, my gosh, I just love him. Him and his <laughs> wife for doing what they do with the Zoom. So, oh, yeah. So, I... Joanne makes these beautiful signs. Yes. <laughs> I love what, it. What everybody's saying is so cool. It's so, it's so cool. So... I'm going to play for you. We have a few more minutes. I'm going to play for you. Pam and Steve from Positivity Duo. They're friends of mine. They're awesome entertainers. Um, and what they do what they do is a little different than, than most entertainers. He plays the piano and, you know, they make fun of each other and they have so much fun and they open up a lot for Bobby Valley. So... Oh. They are awesome, and I love them, and they're my friends. And they t- surprised me. She bought my book and surprised me and put one of my poems to a song and sang it. So I'm going to play. Oh. Yes. I'm going to play. Are you going to play? Yes. Your poem to a song? Yes, she did it and, oh, and surprised me. That. I know. It's so cool. You're welcome to stay 
such a cool surprise man i can only imagine <laughs> so, uh, so i want to now thank you for honoring me with this interview um you rock you know how i feel about you um uh, i want to thank kevin once again for the introduction to you and for everything that he does i want to thank everyone in chat and i want to thank everyone listening so guys i'm gonna do be we have one more, do we have one more minute you have one more minute go Okay, so I just want to tell a God story that I'm going to put in my book. Go. It was it was April several years ago. I was real low on cash, and I wanted to send my sister-in-law a birthday present in Nashville, Tennessee. It was perfume, and the post office wouldn't send it. They said I had to go to FedEx because they couldn't send alcohol in the truck. It was all on fire. So I go to FedEx, and they wanted $17 to send the perfume, which was more than I paid for the perfume. <laughs> but I wanted her to have it. So I, But I had to also pay my electric bill, and it would have cut into how much I would have had left over. So I said, you know what, I'm going to take a step out in faith. I'm going to go to FedEx. I'm going to send the, the package. I want her to have that perfume. Well, I go to my mom's condo after that, and I'm leaving, and I'm walking from the elevator to my van, and I see something on the ground that looks like a dollar Get bill. Get out. I go over. Well, listen, I go over, and it's a $5 bill. And right next to it was another $5 bill. And right next to that was another $5 bill and two $1 bills laying on the ground. And nobody was around. Nobody. I looked all over because the men had been fixing the air conditioners on the roof. I thought maybe one of the workmen dropped it. Nobody was around. 
$17 on that ground. All <laughs> right. I'm telling you, that's one of my God stories. All right, so, so listen, girl, you have to write that book. Now you're encouraging me. Someone said, are you writing another book? I said, I revised this one. So that was like two books. I might do some God stories too. You have to All write right. the book. All right. Okay. I'm going to be downloading the show, guys. It will be out there. I want to thank everyone. I want to thank RTR, and I want to thank Angel and Steve. Steve. They are the owners of Remember Then Radio for this incredible, incredible platform. Thank you, everybody. I'm going to close now with my theme song. Here we go, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Petito. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. And in time, this too shall pass. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. Jerry Petito taught the class. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. Loves the answer, the greener grass. I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. One day at a time, free at last. When you don't know just what to do Just what to do, just what to do If what you're feeling is really true Is it really true, is it really true Just keep your ideas safe and sound Safe and sound, safe and sound That's exactly how change is found Change is found, change is found I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass And in time this too shall pass I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass Jerry Petito taught the class I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass Loves the answer, the greener grass One day at a time, free at last.